Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 11, and after some technical difficulties <laughs> of the House Hacks podcast, I am your host, Steve Matthews. And I'm your co-host, Keith Hicks. I firmly blame Dave Crosley, our guest, for, yes. for this technical difficulty we had. My God, that was horrible. We haven't had any issues for since we began and this as soon thing. As Dave walked through the garage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> our, our guest, folks, Dave Crosley, our good buddy. How you doing, man? Oh, I guess I'm doing great after that great introduction. <laughs> we love you, buddy. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for coming out, man. Well, it's the least I could do. But before we get started, let me read something. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What do we do? There, there was a text that I received regarding this uh, <laughs> alleged invitation <laughs> that I got. Uh, <laughs> original is he going to read it or is it, or is it mine? <laughs> so here, here's what I was texted on Tuesday night by Steve. <laughs> I thought it was me. Oh, when, it was me. Oh, it was you first, Keith. Oh, okay. But then Steve got got a little better with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> first, the first <laughs> sentence from Steve. Hey, buddy, it's Steve Matthews. At this point, I'll stop here and go to the second paragraph. <laughs> In all seriousness, we have been wanting you to be a guest for a while. Totally stoked you're going to do it. That sounds really good, right? Well, let's go back to the rest of the first paragraph. <laughs> And it goes as follows. Thanks for filling in for the podcast. The 85 other people ahead of you backed out. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased to be here with that glowing tribute. No. Oh, and, of wow. course, and, of course, nowhere he says, oh, Steve put laugh my ass off and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, that's there, too. Yeah, that's well, there, too. Whatever. Dave, I apologize for Steve. <laughs> I really do. If it makes you feel any better, you can tell him what I said. I mean, what did, what you, did say? you say? I don't remember I don't, what you I said. Don't, I don't remember You either. said 95 people, they leave out 10 others? No, I, <laughs> I don't remember what he said, to be honest with you. Maybe I even erased I, I think that. I just sure. said I would like you to be a, a guest on our podcast, and I didn't throw in there. You're not even there. I must have deleted you or something. I, would, I delete I, Keith's yeah. text every time. Everybody deletes me. No, how's it feel to be deleted? But hey, welcome to the show, Dave. It feels pretty good. Welcome to the show, kid. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it, interesting to say the least. Bribed with pizza and beer, so I'm here. You know, that's what we do for our guests. That's what we do for our guests. Pizza and beer. Yeah. So, Dave. Yes. I always start the podcast with this question. Your first memory of bowling. It's a hazy one. Not, oh. be, not, be, not because I was doing fireball at the age of five. Yes! But the first time I ever participated in this sport of bowling, I think, because it was, like I said, a long time ago. It had to be over 60 years ago. It was in... A place that no longer exists as the bowling center. It was at uh, the Scottish Rite Center oh. in Mission Valley, which, of course, at the time oh, was... Bolero, right? Mission Valley Bolero. Mm-hmm. And it was with my dad and some other people that I was with, and I'd be damned if I can remember who they were. I guess they were friends. I had some back then. <laughs> and it was the old, I don't know what weight ball I was throwing, but it was the old, you know, the old 
between the legs down the lane routine i think my score was 36 for some reason that number sticks in my brain but that's that's that, awesome that's basically it you know it's, i it's, can't remember a lot about it but and see i would love to time warp back and to see all these nice old bowling centers because you know my dad like you know my dad said that was the fanciest bowling center in town. It was bitching. The bowling alleys were bitching. Even yeah, back in the was. 80s, they were bitching. Yeah. You know, like the bowling alley in uh, in National City, the one that was where the gym was right there. Oh, what is it? What bowling alley? Oh, Town of Country Land. Town of Country mm-hmm. Land. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. That was a nice house. And that bowling well, alley. Well, I can tell you some stories about that place. The theater <laughs> it, wasn't really, it wasn't really all that nice. Yeah. But. And that bowling alley you mentioned that was in Lakeside, Lindo Lanes, or whatever it's called. Was it called Lindo Lanes? Lindo Lanes, yeah. But I, I think. Tim Ursillo had said something about what he said it was and what it is now. Yeah, it's a church. And yeah. when I drove church. by the 67, yeah. you look at that building, you're like, yeah, that, that was, that bowling was a bowling alley. alley. That yeah. was definitely a bowling alley. Yeah, I was right there next to 67. But I honestly, when I was a kid, I don't remember the place being a bowling center. But as you look at old average books, as I used to do when I was young and stupid, you would you would see these other centers that used to exist, and yeah. it's like, God. And some in some cases the buildings are still there. In many oh, yeah. cases they're not. Oh yeah. I mean the Scottish yeah. Rite building's still there, and you can tell that was a bull. You can tell that was a bull in alley too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what 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 became of University Lanes? I haven't been down there in years. What I think it's it? some just, kind of strip mall. Yeah, that's exactly what it became. Ball? It got yeah. it just got leveled, and they built a strip mall there. And you got the yeah. apartments back there behind it. The oh, apartments. Maybe. The they apart- were there before. Yeah, the apartments were built up on the hill there before long before university lands closed it kind of boggles my mind though because you think with more people being around there that they would have closed the house is there a reason that they closed university lands that you know of probably just the land value and they just, yeah. you know, they just sold it someone to buy i mean it. place was busy though constantly it was an older center and the people that owned it at that point which even though it was the same corporation that owned it there were different people that ran the corporation they just didn't want to deal with a building that was at that time 30 35 years old it had a lot of just a lot of older building issues and they didn't want to spend the money to fix it up so instead they'd rather spend the money to buy, build a new center yeah or build or rather buy another center before they built a new center in college grove that took its place yep cuz when i was little i used to play in the game room there because they had the game room oh, yeah. right behind the desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the room behind the desk. And then across from there, they had the Red Coat Inn. Yeah. And what did that... That used to be a different name, or was it always the Red Coat Inn? It was always the Red Coat Inn. Yeah, that's what I figured. But it was it was a different Too young set. for my days. Yeah. It, I think at that time, originally it was a different setup, because I think they served meals in there, like, like dinners and stuff like that. And they had, for people that knew of University Lands, it had the coffee shop but if you'd never been back behind there which they had a very large kitchen yeah. facilities back there for yeah. they could serve a lot of people if they yeah. had to and i remember because the coffee shop was right there and then you had like this little entryway where they had like games and then you'd go into the second set of yeah, lanes the, the, that was the addition built they had the two desks really they had, they had the main desk for the second set of uh-huh. lanes and then they had the main desk for the that would have been pretty cool to see. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it was like the I main, said before my time. The forty lane, the forty lane side was the, called it the main desk, and on the yeah. west side was the west desk. Yeah, and, and they used to do blue chip bowling on the on the on the west, on the west side. side. Yes, they did. I back in the day. In yeah, day. yeah, it was wow. pretty crazy. And I used to help. I used to keep score when I was a kid. And you can't you, add one plus one. You used man. Use the grease pencil. Yep. <laughs> 
So, Dave, you've been in the bowling. I didn't know this. You've been in the bowling business since, what, 72? I started in 1972, and then I was uh, escorted, kind of escorted out of the building. In, in, <laughs> escorted out of the building. <laughs> he was, he was, in 1984, I had the privilege of being fired not once but twice by Chuck Marshall. Oh, lovely. He was in charge of Leisure Time Sports. Lovely. What the hell? Okay, you got to tell us this story. And why? <laughs> well, I did something stupid. In uh, 1984, to get me fired, I was an assistant manager at uh, at Palomar Lands at the time in Escondido. But I had a friend of mine who was tending bar at Town and Country Lands in National City, so we would close up. Uh, Escondido had a tendency to roll up a little bit earlier than the rest of civilization. So when that place would close, I would run down, spend the rest of the night with my friend who was the bartender at Town and Country. And the bars were supposed to close at 2. That didn't always happen as far as we were concerned. We had a tendency to stay there a little bit after 2. And I got popped being in there one night past 2 o'clock. And I was called in the next day by Chuck. And he he and I didn't see eye to eye anyway. But since he was signing the checks, he had the ability to stop signing mine. So he signed signed the final (laughs) check for me. And that was it. Wow. Really? Hey. So just going to another bar at a bowling alley? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it was also a bar that he owned. I mean, because he owned that center as well. He owned, at the time, he owned Palomar Lanes as part of Leisure Time Sports. And I was an assistant manager at the time, so it probably wasn't a really good Yeah, look. true. And just because you were 16, no, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I was just a wee bit older than that. That's funny. But, yeah, then, like I said, he fired me a second time. He, I was working, after I was let go there, I was working at some of the other centers in town. I work, was working at Frontier Lanes at the time. And Chuck Marshall decided Leisure Time Sports had to buy another center or two or three. So they bought Frontier Lanes. Dave's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't say that. I, I thought I could be a little bit, bit of an asset to him, knowing how he did his paperwork uh-huh. and everything else. And I was just working the desk at the time at Frontier. What year was this? It was, well, I don't know, when did they buy Frontier? 1985, 86? I don't remember exactly what year So did you know my dad back then? I did not. No? I did not huh. know your dad. But, so after they took over Frontier Lands, I was working the desk, and he had an interview with all the employees one by one of Frontier, deciding on who he was going to keep. Well, he kept all but one. You. You can imagine who the one was. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so... Before he ever took over, I got canned again. So, oh, good so I knew when, it, when his lovely ma- Chuck. Yeah, when his management team came in, I just they walked in, I walked out. What became yeah. of Chuck? The last I heard, and this was years and years and years ago. There are other people that were more in the know about him than I was. Paul Mendugno was one of those. I think. Oh, really? Paul had an Bill idea. Paul. I think. Great. Now I have to tag him. Thanks, nah. Dave. <laughs> 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 just kidding, Paul. I think Chuck ended up in. Uh, Central California, and I think he, he ran, was running a bowling center up there under someone else's name. And I I don't know for sure why Leisure Time Sports in San Diego went belly up. Many people have their ideas. I don't think I should say my ideas as to why they went belly up. Hey, why not? This is a podcast. Bad things. You can say whatever you want. Well, this, this it's an open Le- forum, kid. Leisure yep. Time Sports had six centers at one point. They had, at the time... At their greatest strength, they had University Lanes, they had Town and Country Lanes, they had the Grove Bowling Center. Then they had, oh God, I'm trying to remember all the ones they had. 
La Mesa Bowl, maybe? Well, no. Well, I no. thought Valley Bowl. Same town. Valley Bowl. I'm sorry. Well, well, I thought Valley Bowl. Valley Bowl okay, so here, let me interrupt you. Because I remember Grove and Valley becoming a separate entity and becoming Sports Arena. They were Sports Arena Inc. in 95 yeah, they st- when I started working. I think that's that's when the company started getting rid of the centers because they were, I, th- I think financially they were having problems. Mm-hmm. What those problems, how they developed, I don't have any idea. I Actually, I do have some ideas, but... They're just rumors, so I don't really know. Yeah. But eventually, the entire company went belly up. And that had a lot to do with, I think, with bowling in San Diego kind of going. Period. Yeah. Kind of dropping off quite a bit. And it's never recovered. No. And some of it was that. Some of it was places that were making money were sold because the land was more valuable. Yeah. It's all about the land here in San Diego, really, when it comes to the bowling centers. really is. And I I know the previous podcast when your dad was on, they, they talked about all the centers that used to be in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the centers that used to be here, I mean, they had some pretty big centers, some oh, pretty yeah. fancy centers. Oh, yeah. La Mesa Bowl, when it was opened, it was 56 lands, and the place was, was going every night. It was crazy. It was yeah, nuts. it was right off the 70th Street in, in, uh, in La Mesa. La Mesa, right yeah. off. Was right. that Coleman College? No. Right where Coleman College Coleman, is, yeah. yeah. Coleman used College, to be. Coleman to be. College used took to over be. that building. Yeah. So you had, then you had the ice skating rink right above that. So really? you had all kinds of stuff yeah. around there. Yeah, the House of Ice was down there yeah. just off of 70s. Street. I was still a little shaver, man, so I don't yeah. know any of I got the stuff. bowl in La Mesa Bowl. So that's was, where I started. Nice. Yeah. My earliest memory like of bowling was bowling at university. Yeah, I, that's my earliest memory, yeah. too, because my grandma was uh, was uh, worked in the nursery there. Mm-hmm. You probably would have known her, maybe. Bobette Bouchard? The name rings a bell. The old, older, old skinny lady, curly hair. She she always worked the nursery. Ned- she worked at that bowling alley from beginning to end well yeah the name rings a bell but man that's yeah. a long time ago i mean a very long time ago yeah so you i want to know how you got into horse racing well to kind of back up a little bit for those that don't know i've been involved in horse racing in a minority way since 20 uh, 2014. Now, wait, minority meaning you're taller than everybody at the horse races. <laughs> what? The- I'm taller than the jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> not much. Why not much? There, there's a few that are 5'9". They're, they're kind of few and far between. Now, in, in 2014, I was, I always liked going to the races, and there was a, a fan forum online from Del Mar called, surprisingly, the Del Mar Fan Forum. Very original name. Original. And <laughs> there were a lot of people on there at the time, and we'd talk about different things on on a fan forum, which what you do about talking about a location like Del Mar and the racetrack. A number of us got together, and we found a couple of horses and some owners that wanted to sell a smaller percentage. We owned, between about 40 of us, we owned about 13% of two different horses that <laughs> got us cool. started. And I, 13%? What the wow. Yeah. Is that like a leg? Oh, no. It's like one of the legs? No, it's like a horse hair. A, a horse hair. A, got it. A ear. <laughs> Dave got lucky. He owned the nose part. Yes. So it gets the finish line first. Exactly. Between the... <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Between about the 40 of us, I owned, with about one or two other people, we owned a 2% in total mm-hmm. of, these, of these two horses. And other people owned like... A fifth of one percent. Oh, geez. That, oh, what's the even point then? Just to say you own a horse? That's exactly what it is. So you can get oh, down there God. close to the races. And- 
But uh, yeah, you, maybe you can get down there closer. But according to the state of California, you have to own five percent of a horse to get yourself an owner's license. Oh, really? And that's wow. That's a hundred and fifty dollar purchase. I think it is one hundred and fifty dollars for three years. And but it gets you in the track for free. Yeah. Gets you to park for free. Get in the clubhouse for free. You get you can get in the back stretch. You can see your horses. That's cool. Down in the paddock area where they saddle up and stuff like that. So you you get a little bit more um, wide ranging abilities to wander through the track mm-hmm. and see the different horses and stuff. But those first two horses I was involved in, they were fairly successful. But things happened. No, they they're not glue. They weren't put. <laughs> They weren't put down. They're still one. One was retired to stud because he got hurt. In fact, this horse had a chance to run in the Breeders' Cup like four days before he was supposed to run in the Breeders' Cup. He broke a sesamoid, and so he was retired to stud. Of course, I was jealous of the horse because I was retired at the time, but I wasn't retired to stud. (laughs) The other horse that we had. Dave's a stud. Dave's a stud. That horse was the other horse that we were involved in had won, I don't know, four or five races, but it just got to the point where the horse done its thing, wasn't winning anymore, and mm-hmm. the horse eventually was sold to another person. The horse became a dressage horse. They're doing whatever dressage is. If you've seen it in the Olympics, you know what dressage oh, is. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, <laughs> the horse basically isn't running on an oval anymore. They're doing yeah. different things, performing different tricks and stuff like that. Now I have a question. Let me back up. The horse that was going to run the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. Did he have a good? He or she have a good chance of winning it? What were going to be the odds? We you think? Th- we thought the horse could have come in, probably come in the money, maybe third. Yeah, the horse that won, no one was going to catch that horse. I forget the name of that horse, but our our horse's name was Metaboss, and he was he had the type of running style that he could be last going into the far turn and just punch it. And yeah, it just like kick into another gear and. He was always up there at the end. But four days before the race, he had to screw it up and do something. Yep. It Damn. happens. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But now I'm, I've been involved in probably more than a dozen horses in my life since that started in 2014. But it's always been 5%. So my 5% gets me an owner's license. Yeah. And gets me the benefits of having an owner's license. Gets me the benefit of getting bills every month for those horses. Yeah. Oh, yes. And gets me the benefit of getting any purse money that might come back, my 5% of the purse uh-huh. money. And basically, it's worked out to where it's about it's about a wash right now. I yeah. might be losing a little bit of money. But you enjoy it. But it's fun. Yeah. yeah it's, you enjoy it's it. That's enjoyable. all that matters, too. And I, Nice. But I've been on the wrong end of it, too, a couple of times. I've had two horses that were put down because yeah. they got hurt during the races and they couldn't be saved. Yeah. Most Peter of the ones, comes knocking at Dave's door. Peta doesn't want to come around Dave's door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or anywhere they they may march in front of the racetrack, but it's going to start getting political. So I got to stop at this. Point. It does, dude. When this stuff ends, I want to go go to the races with Dave. When he has, I know horse that would be fun. Here, here, you know, Dave. Just so you know, I'm a big horse racing fan too. My license allows me to take two guests with me too. Oh yeah, we're in. Oh, let's shit. do a live podcast from Del. From Del- I'm <laughs> sure they let us do that. But. <laughs> That would be cool, Dave. But yeah, That'd be really cool. I I've been betting on the horses since I was old enough and losing a ton and of money. I've donated quite a bit <laughs> to your horses, probably. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I probably should have done years ago. It was probably in the late seventies. A number of us, when I worked the town of Country Lanes in National City, we went up to the races that day at Del Mar, and the first race I bet on, race one, the horse wins. 
went off at I don't know what it was. Odds were like four to one, five to one. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> well, by the time the inquiry was done, <laughs> I love inquiries. The horse was disqualified. <laughs> oh! And right then and there, I should have just said, I should have just folded up shop and said, I'm done with the sport. I'm not bidding on it ever again. <laughs> what do you get disqualified for? Dave said, damn it, I lost the trifecta. <laughs> It doesn't matter what he got disqualified for. He obviously exactly. interfered yeah. with a horse and yeah. something happened. It could be the stupidest thing. I've seen him oh, yeah. silly things. You yeah. Know, it's oh, like, yeah. It's not the jockey's fault that the horse decided to make a left turn into the other jockey. Yeah, that's true. Knock too. him into the water. That's, <laughs> that's not entirely true. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> you have jockeys that like to play little silly games sometimes. but They figure the cameras aren't watching. Oh, yeah. Those, except for the fact yeah. there's cameras all around the track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... So what's it like for you now, you know, being at home, not really being able to go to the track? Are you still able to do the horses? Like, you know, can you bet them online? You can watch them on TV? I could bet yes, the horses. Yes, you can. I TVG, can. it's right there. I got the app. Oh, okay. I also have the app, but I also, you have to have money in your account. I don't have any money in my account to bet right now, so it's kind of hard to do that. So any of your horses running right now? I have a horse running on Sunday at Los Alamitos. Yeah, that is Go Smiley Go. That horse that I have, one of three that are running currently, or could be running currently. Go Smiley Go has run 29 times. She's won four times, finished second, 11 times, finished third, four times. And it sounds like not I'm making bad. a lot of money, but I'm not. Not bad. Because that's been over three years. She mainly runs up at Golden Gate Fields in the Bay Area. But right now, they have this little thing called COVID-19 that's running rampant through the track. I've never Golden heard Gate of this. What is this COVID-19? <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't named a horse after that yet. Co- I, the COVID Crusader. That's your next horse, Dave. I have to have more than 5% to really get my name on. <laughs> I, I already have a, a, a name that I'd like to pick out for a horse, but which I have is, to have. Which is? Galloping Aardvark. Yes, that's a great name. <laughs> that's a great name. To, that's the name I want. Oh, shit. But that's awesome. You have to have more than 5% of the horse or else they have to really think it's a funny name for you to get away with naming a horse. And What, do you, what percentage do you have to have? To to name a horse Probably, like ninety percent? No, you 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 can have you know maybe if there's the three, majority if, stock. Well, if you have three people involved, if you have more than a third, you know, or a thirty four percent, or if you know it's, you've got equal partners, maybe you can decide. Well, you want to name the horse this time? You want to name the horse this time? I said, well, I I haven't got to that point. I've thrown that name out before, but I have I've gotten a lot of yeah yeah. They're not too thrilled about that name, but the COVID Crusader. I'm telling you. It's a winner. Well, the, oh. jock- the jockeys club has to approve all horse names too. Oh, so. boo! So I don't think it, they probably wouldn't let that go. Gfy and ead. That would be great. I'd like to hear the track announcer try and figure out. So up until God, maybe three or four years ago, I haven't seen you around the bowling alley, around Parkway and Kearney. And you've been in the business in 72. So did you take a long hiatus yeah. and then come back? Well, what I did, I started bowling when I was about 11 years old at La Mesa Bowl. And I bowled there until I was about 16, 17. Went to university lanes. Bowled juniors there until I was 21. I had, I had too much fun bowling juniors, so I stayed juniors till I was 21. Yeah. And the benefit was I was the only guy that could buy booze. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of the bartender for the tournaments we went on. Excellent. But then after that, I turned adult. I bowled at university. And I started bowling at other centers after that. I probably bowled until 19, 
94. Mm-hmm. And at that, I just, for whatever reason, I just hung it up at that point. I didn't bowl for about 20 oh. years. Yeah. Dang. And I just got away from it. And yeah. the longer I was away from it, the longer I didn't miss it. Yeah, you didn't care. <laughs> and I retired in 2013, and I was looking for things to do because I wasn't doing much of anything. And then Frank Ebrecht, who was my insurance guy at the time, Frank! talked me into bowling in a league at Parkway on Thursday nights in the Twilighters League, Handicap League, at 6.30. And so I go up there just to see what's going on. Had my equipment. I bought a ball because I didn't have any equipment that yeah. was anywhere near this decade or the previous decade. And I checked with him, and he said, put your stuff on your ball in. He'd already put me on the team. I didn't even yes. know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, what? So I came back after not bowling for 20 years, and the first five or eight weeks, train wreck. I, I bet you missed a ton of 10 pins. I yeah. Just as many as you did before we went to COVID. Oh. <laughs> I probably missed more. More missed more. <laughs> it was. I ended up averaging two hundred eight that first year. Which oh, that's is, not which bad. Is the highest, it's the highest I'd ever averaged. But I, I don't know. The game had changed since oh, I yeah? pulled twenty years. Oh and yeah. I kind of had to almost relearn the game. I mean, yeah, it's four steps. Throw the ball. Hope you hit the right side of the head pin. And for that, for that matter, to this day, I still hope that. <laughs> but yeah, it's and I think that, that's, that's how I got me. What that's what got me back into the game. And I think that's how I met Dave. You know, he was subbing on. I, uh, yeah. No, he was on Frank's team. I think subbing Frank's on team for his on, team. Uh, that's how I met you. I and think. Monday Night Football. Yeah, that where, too. Well, we had we had a team yeah. on Monday Night Football. Yeah. The uh, I think 2015-16 season. I think I think we had. I think our team was bowling in that league then. I think we did that for one year. Pretty sure you guys were. Yeah, then he, they dropped to the, the lower division, and I stayed up with, I ended up with George McLaris and a couple of other guys. and Oh, George. Yeah. Good old George. Yeah, George is all right. <laughs> he gets a little intense sometimes, but, yeah, some people do. We all it's do. Not, it's not hey. a big deal. We all do. I like George. George is a good dude. But, yeah, it's that's kind of got, got me back into the game, and I've just... I have scored probably better than I should have. There are th- I have my own theories as to why that's happening. It's not my ability, I don't think. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's called remote control bowling balls nowadays. Yeah, it, it, well, you be. know, I I had the privilege of bowling with you a season on uh, on Monday nights. Dave's and, great to bowl with. I love bowling with Dave. FYI, when they do eventually start, you're you're still on the well, team regardless. So, ooh, breaking news! Did you know that, Dave? Yes, Dave knew that. <laughs> you're still the guy that. It beat my teammate two years ago. Who? Uh, the Steve Warren match. Oh, <laughs> the famous 300, 300 versus 300. 300. But you got, you got handicapped. Four Steve didn't. Handicap. You, suck, you sucked better, so you got more handicapped. Yeah. That, was, that was a fun night. That really was. That's a great night. Yeah. That's a great Maybe night. not for Steve. I not mean. for Steve. No, Steve said he, he, he said that was the most fun he's had in a long time. Well, I'll say this. I'm glad you uh, came back to Bowling Man, because if you didn't, yeah. I would have never known you. Yeah, it's... I, I got to admit, I I do enjoy the game a hell of a lot more than I did before. Yeah, I my attitude has changed. For those that knew me back when I was bowling before, when I was in juniors and as a young adult, I had a really crappy attitude. Mm-hmm. And I know it was mentioned in the last podcast about your dad about how 
Is it Dennis Fitzsimmons, I guess it was, you said that uh, yes. had mentioned the fact that you're an angel compared to your Yes, dad. yes. Well, when I was younger, when, especially when I bowled juniors, there weren't too many ball returns or racks that I yeah. hadn't abused either. <laughs> yeah. But it was just stupidity on my part. I mean, No now, ball returns safe with no, Dave. Well, unless it was an overlaying ball return, those were safe because those things were hard as rocks. <laughs> but it's, you know, I just have a different attitude now. Yeah. And it, it's, I've been, it makes me enjoy the game a hell of a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Even though I always say I hate this game. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I miss a lot. You know, what I miss a lot. Dave saying you carry everything. <laughs> I miss everything. that. I wish you could say that to me now, man. On those, I lines. wish I could too. God. I really do. It's just uh, and Dave just coming down to watch us when we're bowling on Friday nights. <laughs> Dave, you want some fireball? Well, I really should, but okay. <laughs> yeah, fireball is dangerous. When we go back to bowling again, I, I think I'm going to have to give myself some. Uh, a longer <laughs> respite from fireball. <laughs> Quitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fireball is a dangerous thing. You want to, uh, I want to ask Dave these questions, man. Yeah. He's going to have some good responses. Gonna be good responses. Him, I might have some good responses. We'll see. I think you should start off because I always start off. Well, I know, but okay. That's Go ahead. favorite question. What? You don't have your phone open? No, I don't. Most unprofessional shit. All right, Dave, here we go. We're going to, we're going to ask these questions and, uh, you're going to be able to see? There you go. Can you read them? <laughs> I might be able to read them. Or do I have to read all seven of ah, them? Ah, here we go. What is the flight velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite ball of all time and why? A. No. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. Excuse me while I whip. Wait. I did a little homework here. Get out of here, damn dude. He did. <laughs> Back in 75, this is my favorite. <laughs> Well, the first, I'll, I'll tell you first, the first ball I ever had mm-hmm. was uh, AMF 3 dot. Okay. I guess the magic, oh, yeah. I guess it was a magic line it was called I remember that ball. Holy shit. I can't tell you how much it weighed. It was either 12 or 14 pounds. I don't know which. Because I think I was a babe in swaddling clothes. I think it was probably 12 or 13 when my parents decided they were going to get me a ball. And throwing that ball, you know, there was a theory behind the three dots. And... Looking at the way the dots went down the lane, I think the dots were installed in the wrong place on the ball because <laughs> they, they certainly didn't roll like they probably should if somebody knew what they were doing was throwing the ball. Nice. That's funny. <laughs> but I th- think the favorite ball that I've had was uh, it's a hammer. It's the black and gold, the Black Widow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black Widow. And the yeah. only reason that ball is my favorite is because I shot my high scores with that ball. You regulated with that ball, dude. You had two really, really, like, two or three good weeks back-to-back, and you're crushing them. Yeah, well, I had one week that was better than the rest, so that was... <laughs> he's, that, he's giving himself not enough credit, folks. Yeah, oh, <sighs> believe me, there's plenty of credit going oh, on here. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think but my most favorite ball is a statement solid. Okay. Hammer. And that, to me, the only reason I like that ball more than the, uh, the Black Widow is because it just feels comfortable in my hand. Patrick Shipley's listening to this and just nodding his head, yep. yep. <laughs> well, he, he took a picture of me after one set that I bowled with that Black Widow. I mean, that was... Nice. Yeah, he's writing down everything. Yeah. And, and then he's putting multiple choice so yeah. he can remember it uh-huh. when we have him on again. Patrick. <laughs> love you, buddy. But yeah, it's that's pretty much the two favorite balls that I have. I, I couldn't tell you all that much about a bowling ball. I mean, I, they're supposed to be round. They're supposed to knock pins down. And have holes. And Well, at least two. At least two. At least two. two. And... 
and the people that you don't use your thumb, I don't understand that. You hear that, Lyle? Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing some shade on the, Lyle. Lyle, the true house hack. That true, true he house is, hack. He is true the house, house hack. hack. That's funny. They have, they have there's, a, there's an underpass name for him on Interstate 15, Hack Wash. There it is. <laughs> it's, out, there it it's, is. It's, it's about 25 miles, I think, west of Baker. When you're going to Vegas, there's a freeway sign you're driving under and look down below and there's that hack wash sign hack i want to stop wash. and take a picture of it and put lyle's <laughs> face on it and put it on facebook uh, yeah that's what should be done that's funny all right question two dave if it wasn't for bowling what would you be doing i have no idea be sitting on his couch still no i'd probably buy a new recliner that we talked about earlier <laughs> <laughs> probably get some more horses yeah, yeah. oh god no that's too expensive there's there's a joke regarding horse ownership, by the way. Oh, how do you become a millionaire owning horses? How's that? You start with two million. That's a good one, dude. I like that. I I what I would I don't know what I would be doing right now. I really have no idea. It's I retired in uh, 2013, 25 years at Home Depot. That was my last job. I had 12 years in the bowling business, ending in 80. Yeah. Through Leisure Time Sports, it ended in 1984. I worked in a few centers after that. And then I did some other jobs, including bartending, until 1988. Then I got a job at Home Depot in El Cajon. Worked the old store on Arnell, then the new store. It was across from Parkway Plaza there. And I was there until 2013. Wow. And after that... Just hung out. Yeah. Just hung out. Time to retire. And I can do whatever I want, but right now... Thanks to certain individuals in this state, there's not much to do. <laughs> we're lucky we're still able to breathe. Yeah, we're lucky we can still have podcasts. I'm surprised exactly. they haven't, they haven't yeah, taken the equipment exactly, away. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, just, microphones have COVID. Yes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, do we have any disinfectant to spray on the microphone? Here? Yeah. Spray it on her. Uh, we do it every after after every podcast. Of course we do. Yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> every podcast we, we clean over. <laughs> but yeah, again, to answer the question, I don't know what I'd be doing. Just hanging out. I like that. Yeah. Just hanging hey. out. That's, good. I, that's all we need good to do. Thing. I'd probably be bowling hey. more. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Or, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> fun, like, fun fact though. Oh boy, me and Dave worked together for a long time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's you did true. Work together. That's he very did. true. And uh, I worked with him at Elko. He was at Arnell, I think, when I first got there. Yeah, 2000, 2006, I think I started there. Yeah, because well, the store wasn't there much longer. We moved, yeah, and then we moved we, to the we new moved. location in 2006. That was the tiniest yeah. damn parking lot for a Home Depot. My it lord, it was, and it, it, was, it was pretty small. And that move was cool because I, I don't. I, did you get to work receiving during that move? Also, God, yeah, they set fact, up and everything. Yeah, they moved. Yeah. I was one of the ones who went over there before the new store me, opened up. And yeah, so me too. There was nothing in the store. It was great. We'd go yeah. hauling ass through there with equipment. And the, the rack, there was no racking up. That's a big building when there's no racking in oh, there. It's oh, it's huge. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was uh, a good time setting up that store. And then oh, we yeah. had the big fires that happened, so we wound up being a, ran- a farm. Oh, wow. That's right. Lot. That's right. We had yeah. that, too. We'd some, they could bring their animals down in the parking lot and... Set oh, that's there. right. Back yep. in 03 when the fire. And no, that was that was in 07. 07. Yeah. And, yeah. And we or were, even after that. And then uh, I don't remember. When did the store open? It opened, I think, November? November of 2007. Oh, year, the store yeah. Opened, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we worked there until. Way to go, guys. Way to take the Kmart and the Chuck E. Cheese out of there. My God. And then I left a year that later. That place was closed it for was, a while. It was closed for a long time. And Dave was there, too. You were there until you retired. Yep. And Good then, for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. I left in 2008 to go do the loss prevention thing. Yeah. 
So that was fun. Yeah. But cool. All right, Dave. Uh, let's see. Number three. Who was the biggest influence on your bowling career? I guess I would have to say my father because he was the one. In fact, he started bowling before I did. And he was not a bowler that I knew of as I was growing up. He was with me, obviously, the first time I bowled, which was as a babe in swaddling clothes at uh, <laughs> the Mission Valley there, Mission Valley Bolero. And I don't even remember how he bowled, but he ended up, he worked for the city for 30 years. He worked in a water department. He worked until 1984. And he almost the entire time he worked for the city, he was a senior chemist working for the water department. Wow. And mainly his place of employment was at Lake Murray at the Alvarado filtration plant. Uh-huh. And the city of San Diego had a, a bowling league and they were bowling at La Mesa bowl. And he was asked if he wanted to bowl and he said, sure. So he's, he was bowling. It was on, I think the league was on Friday nights, early league, six fifteen or six thirty at that time. when the early league started and he bowled. And after a while, I, for, I, for whatever reason, I started bowling open play on oh. lanes on the opposite side because for those that don't remember La Mesa Bowl, it was a 56-lane house, 32 lanes on one side, concourse down the middle of the other side of the place. I had another 24 lanes. No kidding. And it was a uh, <clears throat> it was an interesting place. It was a nice place when it was open. They lost their liquor license for a while. There were some oh shady dealings. dealings <laughs> oh boy! And I don't I don't think the center ever recovered from that. To be perfectly honest. But anyway, to get back to what my dad was doing, he was bowling in that league on Friday nights, and I would practice on the other side. And for whatever reason, I was approached about joining a league in juniors on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got into that. I started bowling there. And wasn't all that great. Didn't know what I was doing. In fact, the first couple of weeks I broke, I had a bro- or bowled, rather, I had a broken wrist. Oh. Oh, jeez. Ouch. And I had already committed to bowling, so it's like, okay, well, that's fine. So I bowled with a cast Commitment, baby. That's Love right. it. And bowled with cast on for a couple of weeks and they took the cast off and some i couldn't bowl at all because you don't realize the little thing on your wrist oh god that shrinks everything inside yeah. that arm throws your balance off oh yeah that too not that i had any timing back then either <laughs> people would say i don't have any timing now but that's another well, thing i wasn't gonna yeah yeah well, i always have timing here's my watch <laughs> <laughs> that's but, funny but man. yeah that's I, my dad was the one who kind of got me into it that's great and my dad was never a great bowler. I think he averaged you know, maybe in 160s, which I think the ball that he used is still in the garage, if I remember correctly. It was a Manhattan rubber. Manhattan rubber, Oh, shit, break that thing out. Good old, it. Good, old conventional, <laughs> good old conventional grip, and it's I think it's still up in the garage. That's cool, man. That's yeah. really good. But, yeah, he's, he's the one that kind of got me into it. And then as I was bowling juniors, you know, I can travel leagues and stuff like that, and I didn't have, didn't have the driver's license yet, so – my parents would take me out there, and they'd watch me bowl, and yeah. they'd kind of cringe yeah. every time I'd go on a temper tantrum, which I had a tendency <laughs> to do quite a bit. <laughs> kind of wish they were around now to see how how I'm scoring now as opposed to what happened back then, but Jeez. I guess it's a different game now. So That's cool. Good old dad. Yep. Good old dad. Uh, question four. What is your greatest accomplishment in the sport? Doing this podcast, of course. I mean, right? It's, yeah. It's got to be right up there. It's got to be at least in, right in the top 76. It's got to be up there with uh, <laughs> with the uh, fireball special. <laughs> Curdy Mason Bowl or something. But That's great. I Honestly, I don't have any accomplishments in this game. You know, I, 
Come on, I'm in your high series, you know what I mean? Well, that, that's an accomplishment. If some people look at accomplishments at certain tournaments or okay. I stuff like that. And I don't have any of those. You know, I bowled. I actually made a few bucks in 2019 in nationals. And, and I, when I say a few bucks in profit, I mean a few bucks in profit. We're not talking hundreds or thousands of dollars. I didn't bowl the whatever the, the what are the pot games whatever yeah. side or oh, brackets brackets yeah i yeah. didn't bo- i don't bowl brackets because i don't trust myself on those land conditions i understand <laughs> the game a little bit better now so i hey I you and dad kicked ass in the holiday no tap doubles last year uh, I, I, maybe that's it right <laughs> that, that could very well be it there you go but, that's awesome yeah it could very well be it but yeah I, I don't really have any i mean i've had you know a decent set once but once it's trust me it's once i've seen you guys bowl you see me bowl <laughs> i've had one decent set but as far as aco- oh, as, as far as overall accomplishments and accomplishments he tried to say in the game not, not well really i any. hope you get some of those damn it well they better have a very super super, super right. seniors division that i can bowl <laughs> super, and I super. maybe i'll have a chance nice <laughs> oh man all right all right dave Question five. What was your worst performance in a tournament? Oh, I want to hear this. It's, it's yeah, you think it's going to be a great story. Well, it, it's, there's really no story to it. I haven't bowled that many tournaments because I was out of the game for a long time. And even when I was in before, I didn't bowl that many tournaments. I bowled, God, I think in the, God, 80s maybe. I bowled in the Masters one year. And they had two separate divisions back then. They had enough bowlers. They had like a, a higher a higher division and a, like a, almost like an unlimited and limited. It was type of uh, average yeah. limit. And I was under that average, so I bowled in a lower division. And I think I got to the semifinals. Didn't make the finals, but I don't know what they paid back then. It was probably like a dollar fifty, dollar seventy five. Come on. Well, that was but with, with inflation. <laughs> maybe with inflation. I remember they used to have twenty five cent and fifty cent. Games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Back then. Oh totally. Yeah. totally and then twenty five cent hot dogs. I I worked at the University of Lands when I had that. But yeah, I, as far as as far as bad tournaments and bad things concerned, just you don't bowl enough to even no, remember I, it. Well, if you did, no, I I just it it was I had a lot of the times I bowled tournaments. A lot of times I had <clears throat> not good. I don't. I don't know if you could really say bad. It could say uh, fair, poor, but really mediocre. Bad. Mediocre would probably fit a lot of my tournament uh, <laughs> games mediocre. that I've ever bowled. So then, that's a good thing. Then you haven't had any horrible experiences. That's good, but I haven't had any great ones either. You know, yeah. it's just like you know, it's just kind of like flatline. You know, nothing exciting, nothing really bad, nothing really good. It just I'm a contributor. Every we, tournament needs a contributor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I am as, that contributor. As Get Keith, Crosley, he's consistent. As Keith yeah. would say when we bowl those tournaments on Saturdays at Parkway, you walk up to people, thank you for do- thank you for your donations. Yes, I'll never forget the scratch one we did. I think it was I in. I can't uh, believe that. I remember it, but I was walking down the aisle, I was telling everybody, thank you for your donations, and me and Steve and won, I, the, no, won the I'm damn in, thing. But I'm in line. <laughs> but I'm in line, and he's walking up to all these people. Hey, he goes, hey. Thanks for your donation. Appreciate it. I was like, Jesus, Keith, what are you doing? But the funny thing is, is we did it. <laughs> I, I won. He finished second. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I got to like, admit Jesus, that. Keith. It's nice to thank your opposition and then go collect their money afterwards. <laughs> but the but the looks that the looks that 
people would give back to him when he'd walk away and be like, what the hell, man? <laughs> what are they going to do to him? Exactly. They're not going to do much. But it was we're, like, we're giving him motivation. But it was like, yeah. we, we, were eating, we were eating breakfast, and he's telling me he's going to do this. I'm like, there is no way you're just going to walk up to someone who goes, oh, you, oh, I am. And he sure as hell did. Thanks for your donation. Jesus. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be that ballsy to do something like that because I would end up turning around and saying, Oh well, I guess that was my donation too then. Huh? <laughs> well, then that then that one uh, no tap tournament that that we did, we me and Steve literally shit the bed. Oh, the and you know game. what? It was horrible. You knew that was when twenty twenty was screwed because yeah. we found out that morning eating breakfast that Kobe Bryant died, and that's yeah, when that's everything right. went to hell in a handbasket right after that. I mean, we literally shit the bed. Yeah, literally shit. the I bed. I mean, it was. Bad. I don't even. What did we score? I think we shot 130 the first game. I don't even think we got that. No, we shot 130, I think. Did we? Yeah. Well, I do remember you talked no about you talked yeah, you talked about your my my best I was with your old man. Yeah. When we bowled no tap doubles. They made some 20. money, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I hit with a 300 no tap side pod and I hit the uh what was it the four game handicap total was mm-hmm. like 1200. Yeah. And no tap is a wonderful thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> gotta love no tap. Yeah, yeah when is. you get handicapped, too, yeah, yeah, which is nice. I didn't get a lot of handicap, but I got enough to get to twelve hundred for four games of no tap. So, well, when you come in at one seventy three, I mean, you are going to get handicapped, Dave. <laughs> Bagger. <laughs> which comes to my next question, possibly. Rewrite. No. Yeah. If you could change one thing about bowling, what would it be? I knew that question was coming. Oh, great! He still has to think about it. A. No. A. I was going to write down some things. Shorter approaches. Some things. Not one. Some. Only nine pins well, and no, minus the five pin. No, honestly. <laughs> I think getting putting my serious hat on for a second looks a little like the one I'm wearing now. <laughs> the USBC has backed themselves into a corner. And because I, like I said before, I'd worked in this business from 1972 to 1984. So I knew a little bit about land conditions and the different things that went on and what we needed to do as far as having the proper land conditions. I worked the town of Country Lands the first night we had a 300 game. And that had been, got the center had been open, I think, <clears throat> six or seven years before we had one. Oh, wow. And, the night, and that was the third game on the early leagues that night. And the game before game two, somebody shot 299, which we'd never had before either. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, great, they're going to turn the scores down because something's wrong with the lane machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And the lane machine back then, it was just an old AMF machine with the three sprayers and the uh, the roller and the wick and stuff that would uh-huh. just, you know, just, there was nothing fancy. It's not like it is now. Yeah. And they came out, they had, the way they used to check the lanes to make sure they were legal, if somebody shot a big score, they would come out with their little graph little graph paper and their little machine and they would check each board and check the resistance uh-huh. and they would graph that all the way across the lane. That's how they used to make sure you had enough oil on each board. Well, thankfully we did. So both scores passed. But I, to this day, after being out of the game for 20 years and I was watching, I'd, I'd be watching my friends bowl some of that time when I was not bowling for those 20 years. And I'm thinking, God, these people are doing things to bowling balls that I, had never seen before yeah. when I was bowling before. And it's the same way now. I don't know what the USBC can do. I mean, they've talked about maybe changing the cover stock on bowling balls. Mm-hmm. They've talked about this. They've talked about that. You know, I, I don't know what they can do. So you, you would like the game to go to be a little tough again? <laughs> well, 
yeah, screw up my average because that's one of the reasons I'm <laughs> averaging as high as I am now. But but to be realistic, I mean, my high average in the league is 226. I'm not a 226 average bowler. I mean, I don't care. I'm not a 226 average bowler. Can I average 200 most places? Yeah. yeah. 226? No. Yeah. But I did one here, and it makes no sense. I don't understand why that happened. I, I don't know if it's the lane conditions that could be changed might be the easiest thing I can do would be the change how they require the lanes to be dressed. Maybe more oil. Maybe longer oil patterns. More oil from gutter to gutter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just there are people that do things to bowling balls that just aren't right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. and I, I'm, I'm not condemning them for doing that. They're taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. Well, they the, are. The, but the USBC has made that situation. Yeah. And that's why I, they, yeah. And but they, that's true. why they came out with a composite average now, though, too. So yeah. any tournament, you're using your composite average. But it doesn't help people bowl in the leagues. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you still got, maybe they should use composite average for league bowling now, too. Well. I mean, you got to think about that. It would be it would be more. But if it's a composite average based on the conditions they have now, it's still not going to be very realistic in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. true. But see, that's if you true. said you average 226, you say you're not a 226 bowler, but then you average. You've seen me bowl before. You know I'm not a 226 <laughs> average bowler. You average two-something, you know, whatever your, your regular average is in another league. It's like 10, it, 10, it, 10 on average, it's like 10, 10, 15, or 10 oh, 215 to yeah, 218, well, something like then that. Then it composites. So you take that 226 and you can make it 215. That's about. Well, you know, you see, so it, it works itself. I understand out. what Dave's saying. Completely. No, I do too. I really I do, too. do, and I think they should make the lanes. I, I, I like wood lanes, honestly. Basically, put <laughs> it, yeah, I love wood lanes <laughs> too. Mean, but put it maybe easier for more people can understand. I just think the game is too easy. Yeah, if a person has ability, and in my case, I had a little bit of an ability to bowl before I stopped for twenty years, and I came back <clears throat> after twenty years. It's like I've gotten better after not bowling for twenty years. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's make sense. true. I didn't. Think it about doesn't that. make sense. And I. Yeah. Just, the game is just. It's just too easy. The equipment, lane conditions. And I'm not. I'm. And I'm again. I'm not yeah. slamming people that are averaging two thirty, two forty, whatever. I'm not slamming those people, mm-hmm. Steve. <laughs> as long as they're as long as they're consistent with what they. Yeah, pull, it's and a, it's just a difference. The game just. I don't think the game was ever meant for people to average as high as they are right no, now. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It really isn't. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you mess around with the pins? Do you, you know, you increase the minimum weight on the pins? I mean, well, they've changed the weight on the pins through the years. Yeah, added, I think, it away. I think they added for like the PBA tour one changed year. Changed the stock, the cover stock on the pins. They've done numerous things. I don't know. There, you're, you're always there's someone that's always going to find a way yeah. to, to. You know, average high. Whatever. Well, it started back in the seventies when they started soaking plastic balls. Well, look what they I did. think when look they started using MBK to soak yeah, plastic balls. Soaking plastic balls. Yeah. What? You soak them. You haven't heard of this? No. No, you soak them. You you plug the holes with tape or whatever, and then you soak them in in a. Um, yeah, it was a Columbia. It happened. Yeah. Where I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was methyl ethyl ketone, I think, was they the name. MEK on, was the chemical you yeah. put it in. MEK. You drop it in there. You could leave it in very long because bad things would happen. Oh, the yeah, bad things would happen long. real bad. But <laughs> you'd leave it in there. It just it softened the, the outer, outer yeah. shell of the Really? It made it, it made it more of a grip so you could literally hook that thing yeah. on, on ice. I it, have never heard of I that. Think it, I think the first bowler that did it on... It was, he was on tour. I think it was Don McCune, I think, was the bowler that did it first. At least that name sticks in my head for some reason. 
people, if there's anybody listening, because this clown like me is on here right now, <laughs> but they, they'll let us know one way or the other. But I think Don McCune is famous for soaking his balls. Bowling balls, bowling balls, ladies and gentlemen. Let's finish that. He was teabagging his ball. Let's finish that statement. Teabagging an MEK. How desperate do you want to score higher? (laughs) He was soaking the balls in MEK, and the ball 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 reacted more. He got more hooked. Yeah. And they had to eventually outlaw that. I I know of a person who had soaked a ball, and (laughs) he left it in the box in his closet. He took it out of the oh, box no. and it was flat. What? He <laughs> soaked it a little Flintstone too long. Now was <laughs> this <laughs> was this liquid kind of like a, a gel kind of thing, or was it just like regular straight up liquid? It, liquid. It was it was a, a chemical of some sort. Yeah. I'd be honest. I never saw it. I never used it. I know people that did use it. And wow, I never knew that, dude. Yeah. That's how they got the balls to react. That's interesting. Go on YouTube sometimes. I'll, They'll I'll do a video. I'll do that. You'll see a video of someone doing it. You'll see the good and the bad of it. That's funny. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this podcast should remember about that. I think that was back in the early 70s. I want to say 73, 74, somewhere in that area where that started happening. Oh, wow. And I guess for a while it was legal until it wasn't. I'll have to talk to my dad about that Somebody tomorrow, had right? the rubber grips and the fingertips didn't cover them put it in there and pull it out the hole was filled with rubber oh really <laughs> finger holes because they they had literally it had literally melted the that's fingertips. funny yeah it was crazy that's crazy dude i never i i never knew that see you come over and i learned some hey, things we learned some stories God, i hope i wasn't wrong because somebody <laughs> will probably correct me if it was yeah. damn it dave was wrong steve this is what it is wouldn't be the first time he was wrong believe me. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Next question. All right, Dave. What's the next question? I know the answer to this one. What? Oh, For him? Yeah. What is your favorite drink while bowling? It's and not, I know the answer. It's not what you it think. It could it be is. multiple, though. He drinks it a lot of be, different stuff. Just the one I experienced it's, with him on Monday nights. Okay, it's not what you think it is. I don't think. If I was going to have a cocktail when I bowl or any alcoholic beverage at this point, it would be probably a Captain Morgan and Coke. That's exactly yeah. what I. Yeah. Fireball I is wonderful. He called it too. Fireball is wonderful, but it's not so wonderful the next day. <laughs> well, it all depends on how many you have. Oh, that's not important. Yeah, I told Steve last night or yesterday or today, I think. I don't remember. I said I was going to might break some Captain Coke so Dave could have a Captain. I, I, had, knew that, I knew that was a drink that you liked because me and him drank them throughout the bowling season on Mondays last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it even got to the point for a while that. Fireball was being smuggled in by uh, some of the bowlers. In fact, not this past season when we were bowling together, but the year before when I was bowling with Lyle, and we started smuggling in our own uh, fireball. Yeah, no, oh, jeez, I did it too. I'm, I'm oh. not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Oh boy, I'm not gonna say what bowl it is. Oh boy, I, I can tell you it wasn't Kearney. I'll, 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 just, I'll go that far. It was not Kearney Mesa Bowl. <laughs> oh boy. See, so, so this this last question here, I, I love this question because I. I I want to know Dave's thinking on this. Your super team of five to form for a league championship, who are they? This and is you're on it, by the way. And you're on it. You're yeah, member five. Well, right off the bat, your team is going to suck. Because <laughs> you're probably not going to have a chance to win your league title. You know, we should we should really change this question up. Why? To, to the 
four bowlers that you would love to bowl a tournament with or a championship with. To form a league, a, lo- a team league to win a yeah, championship. but the ones you would want to bowl with, because, I mean, you could pick anybody, like... That's what I'm saying, bowl with. He, You know, he's had to bowl these people, know us. Yeah, somebody, you know. somebody that he would like to bowl with, somebody that's a pleasure to bowl with, and someone that... Keith, it is not I mean? up to you. I know it's, it's who not. we ask. <laughs> but he's not going to ask somebody that he can't stand. You know what I mean? Why would he bowl with someone he couldn't stand? Because they might be a good bowler. Shut up and I'm, let the man answer his question. I, uh, from what you just said about... No, never mind. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'll get in trouble. Dope. I did more homework on this. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> now, the, now, I... Remember how I said my attitude has changed since I came back in 2014 into this game. He's going to have and an A team from when he was a dick. And a team and, oh, now no, from- no, not true. Not true. Not true. The team I would want to bowl on, which would also have a really good chance of winning a league title in whatever league we were uh-huh. in, would be the three of us, your, da- kind. your dad, and Joe Pope. That would, that would, that would that be a good team. That is a good team. That would, that would be a team, and I would I would probably bowl sixth on that lineup. And that you know, would there's be only fun. five guys that I mentioned, <laughs> by the way. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would, that would be, be a great team, too. And there's other guys I'd like to bowl with. Some I already have, but some I really enjoy bowling with. Lyle is entertaining the ball. Lyle is fun oh, as shit. He is, enter- he, is, he is fun to bowl with. And, and I, I love when he gets pissed off because he's fun to mess yep. with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's great when he's on your team because you can give him shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then all he does is throws money at me to go up to the bar and get him more fireball. Damn it, Lyle. Yeah, get more fireball. <laughs> Some of the other people I wouldn't mind bowling with, I'd like to bowl with Steve Smith on the team. Absolutely. Yes. Just, to, just to experience that. Somebody who seems like he likes to have a good time, but he can really get intense. And he can when he gets going, he can score really, I bowled, really, really well. I bowled one league with Steve Smith. And it was in the Filipino and Friends at Mira Mesa Bowl. It was me, my dad, Steve Smith, and I think one of his brothers. And this this was the damnedest thing that happened. So Steve and my dad were both throwing a green combat zone made by Brunswick. And I'm, I'm looking at it, looking at their bowling balls, and I see my dad's serial number. And I look at Steve's ball right next door. Their serial numbers were one apart no way. away from each other <laughs> no way i swear to god all eight digits and it was like 90 and then 91 jesus it was i couldn't believe it i, I showed them like wait a minute what wow. <laughs> yeah that's but that's the only time i bowl with steve smith in the league and i, I love nice. to bowl more leagues with the guy okay other people i wouldn't mind bowling with nick Pawanda for one absolutely nick's fun i've never fun. bowled with nick in the yeah. league and i would love to bowl with him he subbed on our team a couple of times in the warriors mm-hmm. back when we could actually play this game yes when the governor said we could yes <laughs> oh sorry political again Shame no it's me. okay it's he, do it do it dave there's an, it. another guy josh elhard i like josh i bowl with him many a times. i would like to bowl with him on a team he gives he gives me shit he's a great bowler and, and there's no doubt and he gives me shit usually it seemed like for every week in the last two years, we bowled next to each other in the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And we throw our balls so much alike. Oh, absolutely. Well, at least until we get to the foul line. It's so much alike, except well, maybe the wrong hand. Josh, Josh's game is so good because I've never seen a lefty be able to stand that deep and play that deep. And just being able to wheel the ball. I mean, yeah. I just, he, he could play fifth fifth arrow and just wheel it to the gutter at will. 
yeah, yeah. I, got, I got to bowl with him for yeah a while. he was on our warriors team yeah he, he's a damn good bowler yeah, he really he, is. He is the only other guy i mentioned was mark Sherless. and if people locally don't know mark mark's so funny he <laughs> is he is probably he's one of the best bowlers i've ever known he's a player dude He's a true player, man. He and I, and I've known him since we both juniors at uh, University Lanes back in the day. We were roommates for a few years before he got married. Maybe I, maybe he left me to go get married. I don't know. <laughs> but he, uh, he, Mark is just, he's a wonderful player. And I swear he throws the ball the same now as he did when he was in juniors. Yeah. Except he's got, he can't hear out of one ear and he's getting old and he's got a bad knee. and Oh, gosh. But he's still... He gets he's lined yeah. up and he's he's a wonderful player. Yeah, the the, the one story I know of Mark Shirley's my dad told me him and uh him and his team were bowling nationals one year bowling team event. And Mark, I want to say, loaded up maybe like two or three grand in brackets. And um maybe even more, who knows? And Mark was consistent. He went like two forty, two thirty, two forty. Shot like seven hundred. Seven oh seven something. So they go down to uh, wherever the brackets are done and divvied up, and you get to see where they won. And so they're finally, you know, showing how much people are winning. And you're seeing like $20, $15, occasional 75 Everyone's like, <laughs> where the hell is all the money at? <laughs> Here comes Mark Sherlis's name. Like nine or $10,000. <laughs> and he was wow. just like, Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, no he's kidding. a player, man. That dude is a player. Yeah, he lives wow. in Las Vegas right now, and that's when I go over to Vegas. I make it a point we hook up and bowl pot games and spend a little time together. He just he's it's, unfortunately we haven't spent much time together, but probably one of my dearest friends. Yeah, he's an, he's a, an incredibly nice man. too. He is a, just okay. a marvelous funny guy individual. too. Yeah, funny guy. Yeah, and it's just uh, that's. Just who he is. He's just a great player. And yeah. there's other people I'd love to bowl with, too, but I didn't write him down. There's, there's, I don't have many issues with a lot of bowlers anymore. I mean, I'd, I don't, really don't care about somebody has a bad week. I don't care. You know, I, I just don't care who I'm bowling against. I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that just a bit. Oh, there, shit. There's a few people. He's backpedaling, Keith. <laughs> He's backpedaling. There's a few people I have issues with, but I don't let on. To those people that I have issues with them, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to name names. No, you don't have to. But you could, but you don't have I to. I know I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I promise I'll only tag them if they're my friends. Yeah, well, you, you know. <laughs> Jesus, not happening. <laughs> You're going to get him in trouble. But no, uh, I just, since I, again, since I came back to the game, my attitude is completely different mm-hmm. about the game. You bowl against somebody who throws a crappy shot and they carry, well, you know what? Hey, In a lot of cases, that's the game. Squirrels, right? I honestly think, I honestly think, <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? everyone's attitude's going to change a lot too when we get yeah. back because I also think it's going to be for the better because the people that I haven't seen you since when? July, July, yeah, yeah. A lot of the people that we love, we love seeing. We're going to appreciate those people even more when we see yeah. when we start bowling again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's. But I'll still hate this game. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Dave always says that. But I think I think it's going to bring, honestly, the bowling community when it comes back closer, you know, Definitely. and you're going to be able to get in contact with those people that you saw two or three times a week that you ha- we haven't seen in months. Yeah. So Very true. 
and I think the Bolinellis are going to, if if they manage to hang on and they open up, I think they're going to benefit a lot more from it because I think people are going to be willing to, I still to do think, what it takes to keep the centers open. I still think it, it's going to be a little bit of a grind because you're going to still have some people that are afraid. Yeah, but most of the people that are afraid are not bowlers anyway, so who cares? But still, that's that, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that hey! Very well, be true. You haven't asked your normal questions. I, I didn't. To... I wasn't even really thinking about it. So but, go ahead. But I already know. But anyways, a lot of people don't know. But how many three hundreds do you have, Dave? <laughs> Gee, let me count them all. This might take. This might take a while. Two. Really, you only have two? I thought you had more than that. Well, I'll have more if you want. But I'm only saying I have two. <laughs> Why? I had the privilege of seeing Dave's first three. Did you? Yes. Damn, so that would be cool to the see. The second one. The first one. First one? It was yes, the first one. Was it against you or your no. team? It was on. Uh, it was on Thursday. It was the summer league, right? How much fireball did you have that night? <laughs> I don't know. When, where was your first one? I know it was either on Friday, Monday, or or it was on a, a Thursday. Are you sure it wasn't a Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no. or the other, any other day you didn't mention? I saw mm-hmm. you have your first year because I remember I came up to you. I said, Dave, is that, is that you know, have you got three hundred? You said So no, what, what day again was it? I thought now it you was. Don't, now you don't know. He doesn't I thought know. it was Tuesday. It was a Monday night. And you were it was, both, it was in Okay, football so it was a football league. Yeah, it was football league, yeah. Okay. Would you be a Monday? So Monday. Yeah, both of them are on Mondays. Well, I knew I was I was bowling with him on the same league. <laughs> was, it, was it that same season that I bowled, that I got Steve? No, no, it was. I can't remember what. See, it was. It wasn't that. It was like four. No, it was. In fact, that was the year I averaged two twenty six. I think it was when I had three hundred. That I one got, one three hundred. He averages two twenty six for the year. That's all it took. That's all it took. Rad. But I got to see it. Yeah, because I. But I only I, shot seven seventy that night when I shot three hundred. But what made yeah. it easier? That first three hundred was my last game. If it had been my first or second game, yeah. I'd have been jelly. After and that. what was your what was your where was your second one? Same Monday night. That was in the, in this not the same night. I don't remember you bowling <laughs> the second one though. Was it? Oh, I remember bowling the second one. In fact, it was I think it was January in twenty nineteen, and I went nuts that night. I I I had a bowling orgasm that night. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I shot. 260, 300, and 279. Damn, you picked up all your 10 pins? I, I hope you cleaned up the approach after I, you were done with that. <laughs> I had I had three 10 pins all night. That was it. Nelly. <laughs> I went strike, 10 pin, strike, 10 pin to start the night. Oh, shit. Strike. And then I on the, on the sixth frame, I made it. I think I moved a board right with my feet and about six inches back on in the approach. Sheet. So oh, I shot damn. 260 the first game. Second game, I shoot 300. Third game, I start with a first nine. Oh, 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 oh. This is like, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. 29 in a row, and it's like, hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then I go up, and the t- first shot in the 10th, the third game, I left a 10 pin. Oh, shit. Imagine that. Because I remember when I did that, there were a few people watching behind me, you know, I, at least I think there were. I turned around, and I, God, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> but. Of course, then I picked it up, and the fill ball, of course, was dead flush. It's like so I you left four ten pins all night. Three, three, three. yeah, second, yeah, second frame, yeah. Fourth frame, and, and then, then the, the first ball in the tenth frame. So the what was game. the series? Eight thirty nine. 
it. doggy. That's the only 800 I've ever had. Now, how can you say that's not an accomplishment? That's an accomplishment, dude. It's only three games. Shut up, man. <laughs> I, here's a question I, I wanted to ask you. Who? You. I, I, I've been wanting to ask it. What is your lowest set with a 300? Do you remember what it is? <laughs> six something. It wasn't. It, it was not. Uh, it was like six. 59, See, I my lowest set with 300. You know what? I'm going to break out the old bull.com and I'm going to tell you. Is is 648. Ooh. My 300 was the second game. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? Six. 648. Oh, and my 300 was the second game. I went 174, 300, 174. Wait. Wait, no, no, no. 160. That adds up to six seven. Yeah, yeah. One seventy four, three hundred, one seventy four. Oh, you screwed up your triplicate. Nice going. Yeah. Man. Jeez, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I had I was struggling. I moved, had the nut, and then just went completely away. But you know what, dude? <laughs> I I really think I bowled that on that night that you weren't there when I shot three hundred on thirty nine and forty at Kearney. I think I had a buck seventy my last game. Well, I'm mistaken because my first game was a three hundred. It was funny for me when I shot my eight thirty. It was like. I, I was obviously nervous the first 300 game I had, but then this this night where I went nuts, I shot 300. The second game I wasn't nervous, yeah, at all, and then I just kept. Because he had so much fireball going through his veins. <laughs> I wasn't drinking much fireball that <laughs> night, at least not until after I was done. Yeah, and then I've got the first nine of the last game, and I'm still not nervous. Yeah, I just, the ball just keeps going down the lane. I keep throwing X's. It keeps coming yeah. back. I just keep throwing it. I, yeah. I, I wasn't nervous at all. Actually, I think I was more nervous. After I left the 10-pin in the 10th frame of the third game, I'm going to be afraid. Shit, I'm going to miss this. Mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> to shit the bed. Damn, that's a hell <laughs> of a I series, did. Dave. Very good. Yeah, it's, that's it. I'm probably oh, never going to top that. Keith's going to the phone for some reason. No, I told you I was going to look up so my... one nine hundred. That's going to take you forever. Well, if I learn how to... Does he have that many scores? Well, well... Okay, really, it should only take thirty-five seconds. Hey, then. you would think, but your your internet here is kind of oh, please. oh, here we go. Let's blame the internet, just like our technical difficulties before we start our podcast. Yeah, we started this podcast. The sun was still up, wasn't it? Yeah, I sure thought it there. was. It was like at three thirty. <laughs> Love you, babe. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Uh, my my stuff, right? This is what I'm looking for. Why being selfish? Uh, me, me, me. <laughs> this is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. The bowl.com site doesn't work. The stupid app's not working. Forget it. It's 2020. Let's blame COVID it's and like, cell phones. It's, it's like you trying yeah. to order food at Parkway. It's six six fifty something. I'm pretty 650 sure. something. Yeah. So is this all we got for this guy? I don't know. What What do you got, Dave? Anything? What do you got? You got you got anything else Any on your good notes? Stories to tell. What us? else do I need? I mean. I don't know. I, I found out more a lot about you than I've ever known, which is well, okay. The yeah, part definitely. about work, part about working in a bowling center is I've worked six different bowling centers in town. If you Holy ever shit. see me behind the desk in a bowling center, run for your life. <laughs> so now, what were the what were the six different bowling centers that you worked? University for? Lanes. That's where I started in 1972. Okay. Then I went to Town and Country Lanes in National City. University Lanes is now a uh, strip mall. Mm-hmm. Town and Country Lanes is now a concrete slab. They tore that building down. Then Palomar Lanes in Escondido. That, I don't know what that is, but I know it's not a bowling center anymore. I think I got torn down. Then I worked at, I worked at, uh, where did I work after that? I worked, 
not in any particular order. I worked at Cabrillo Lanes in Chula Vista mm-hmm. off E Street. That was so popular it became a parking lot for the trolley. <laughs> so popular. <laughs> I worked at I worked at Aztec Bowl and that became condos, but they kept one of the signs, I guess. And I worked at Frontier Lanes, and I don't know what that place is now, but there's certainly no lanes in it. That anymore. is an auto zone. It might be. It might be an auto zone. I think Frontier is an auto zone. Uh, it was, if it's not now, but it was. I think before Frontier is across from the Naval Navy base, right? Oh, it's across from the off old of post, Midway. It's, yeah, it's off close, of Midway. Yeah, yeah, it's real close to the old post office. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I thought it was a strip club. No, the strip club was next door. That's oh, it's next, next door. door. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not that I was ever in there. <laughs> Honestly, I never was. <laughs> I. Are you still trying to find your 650, 300? Yes, I am. We oh believe you. God, I believe you, Keith. We believe you. Don't, don't waste your battery. Don't waste it. God, look at those scores. He must have somebody else's scores there. He's got a big That's list. not him. There's 712. What a liar. There's a 678 <laughs> right there. Uh, 773, 804, 804. That's for four games, right? Seven, <laughs> 766, 694, 749. I beat you. Did I beat you? You, you said 749. I had 749. That's 101 pins, Keith. I had 648 with my load, yeah, my 300. Oh, 749. Yeah, no, dude. What the f- Six ninety four, I think that's two six ninety four. Six ninety four, six forty eight, yeah, whatever. Six fifty, six something. Can you believe that? Matter. Two six ninety fours with three hundred. That was How really do, you do that. I think what that was really <laughs> worth waiting for. I'm sure the I people that are on yeah. this podcast are really going to yeah. be holding their breath for those stats. That's going to be the, they, the key to this podcast success. <laughs> hey, guarantee. Jesus Christ! This will put us at the fifteen hundred million listener mark. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Nah, I doubt that. So, our next podcast that we're going to be doing, do we... Let's Yeah, let's advertise this right now, actually. Well, I, I want to talk to the person first. To what person? No, we don't. We can tell. We don't have to say where we're, what we're going to do. So, our next podcast is going to be from a, another location, and a location that we dear and enjoy love being at and hopefully getting to be back in soon yes but uh yeah we're looking forward to that podcast a lot and that's we're gonna do that podcast on january 2nd yes it'll be saturday january 2nd we don't know what time yet it's gonna be a different time because obviously we're gonna be doing it then so i (laughs) are we gonna try to get another podcast in before the holidays or Uh, i think so yeah we're we're gonna gonna, try we're gonna try to get at least one more in before the holidays but wait a minute actually we won't yeah when does when does Dave's airs tomorrow? Uh, oh. See, they have to hurry up and have another podcast yeah. to get the bad taste out of this <laughs> podcast out of their mouth. No, we want to do every two I, week thing. I think we should wait and just take a break until January second. January second. I like it. That's a good idea. Give us some, and then we'll record it January second, and then we'll drop it January third. Get our juices going. So it'll be it'll be dropped a day later. It'll be a dropped a day later because we'll be on site at a location, and then we'll get back on our regular schedule. Yes, and it will not be at a strip club, so we can then, have burgers and stuff. And you know. yeah, and then Dave's going to be guest next time. He's going to be on. He's going to be one seventy seven. One seventy seven. Guest yeah. one seventy seven. What? Yeah, yeah that's your, that'll be your next You're coming podcast. Back. You're going to be coming back. I don't know what more he can contribute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Dave. Well, we got a few. We got a couple of uh, guests, you know, that we yes, want to Yes, in the wings. In the Some more interesting guests. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. In the wings. And um, 
right. we want you guys to have a very merry Christmas. Yes. Have yes. a very safe new year. And uh, we want to appreciate every single one of you listening to the podcast, um, giving us feedback, and uh, just And we're actually it. hoping this January 2nd thing kicks us to a new level. I hope. It would it's be cool. possible. I, I guarantee we're going to get some more listeners out of it. I though. think so, too. I think so, too. After so. tonight, they have nowhere to go but up. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Is Dave going to rank like... Actually, I think Dave's going to get us a little I few don't, more listeners, I think too. We've done 11 podcasts. This might be ranked 13th. <laughs> that high? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Brother, are we ready? ready I think close so, Dave. The you year? got anything? else you can think of that you want to say you are our last guest of 2020 dave How's yeah it you are actually the uh, last guest of the covid year gee i'm not sure if that's good or bad <laughs> so we one, won't, one thing it does mean is the year is almost over <laughs> yes so that's a good thing yeah we won't go into anything political but simple yes or no are you going to get the vaccine when it comes when you have an opportunity yes. steve on the fence and i'm a yes more than likely i will more I'm a yes. The only reason I'm a yes is because I do have underlying health issues. As do I. As, as all of us here at this table do, actually. As probably. do I. Uh, which high blood pressure is yep. an underlying issue. Yeah. Overweight. So, yep. Over yep. 65. Yes. Yep. Actually, damn. We could all be twins here. All three of us? <laughs> <laughs> We're triplets. I'm way better looking than all of you people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Dave. Thanks, man. For that's why. Yeah, no, thanks, that, Dave. That's why there's no mirrors in the garage yeah, out here. Exactly. You don't see my ugly ass. All right. Again, we hope uh, we can all get through 2020 for the next couple weeks. Yep. And uh, so, for the House Hacks Podcast, I am your host, Steve Matthews, for Keith Hicks, and ladies and gentlemen, for the final time of 2020, keep your balls out of the gutter. Take care, guys. <laughs>